1: Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction.
0: The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold.
1: So you get off the phone. Well, first I said, well, what, why, why, what, what do you think they're going to do? And he was like, I just imagine they're probably going to resect part or all of it. And I said, well, what does resect mean? And he said, remove.
0: Like say normal, do it in uh, a look, normal Right
1: Now I feel resect. like I've gone to medical school, but I yeah. didn't understand what resect means. Right, meant so because I is smart. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, he's like removing. I go, but isn't it in my brain? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, so. They're gonna remove it out of my brain. Like that was just too and much for me. Did Jim hear?
0: Yes, you I'm talking. This other part of the he, conversation. I mean, you know, Jim's
1: white anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It. He just completely vanished. Yeah. So, um, anyway, then the then a series of crazy c- coincidences, suspense, mystery, thriller. Okay, wait. Read it. Buy my book. What's I'm the out. name of the book? It's called
0: When Life Gives You Pears. Okay, just wait. You hang up the phone. Yeah. What is the first thing out of either your mouth or Jim's mouth? I said,
1: we have to go to the radiology center and get the scans. Because my, that's the last thing that my auntie said. He said, go to the radiology center, get the scans and bring them to the surgeon. He said, I haven't seen the scans. I only see a report that says you have a mass in your brain. And it's not on your ear. So it's n- now it's out of my neighborhood. So you need to bring a scan. All these uh, neurosurgeons are going to need the report and they're going to need the scan in order to see you as a new patient. It was like all of a sudden all this work that I had to do. I had to go get the scan, but I was like- Is Jim like freaking the fuck out? He's freaking the fuck out, but he's quiet. And he says, um, whatever you need. You know, he's just like my, it's like I kind of took over. Like I didn't, I didn't fall apart and start crying Like, right. What am I going to do? Husband. Because you have, I was like,
0: come on, Jim. Yeah. We're going we're, we have to, it was like yeah. another thing you had to figure yeah. out.
1: Yeah. It was like everything else just completely like the pile of emails, the kids, like everything. I was like, someone else is going to deal with that because we, I have, we have to go to that radiology center, get the scans. And that we can't do anything without it because we have to get a doctor that looks at the scans. Like, we have kind of a plan. So, after I got the, all the scans, I bought like four. I was like, money is no object when it comes to yeah. my scans. Um, I came back and I tried to start making appointments with neurosurgeons. So, they were like, May 21st. I'm like, oh. I was like, well, I have a mass in my brain. And they're like, can you send us a report? Right. So, I would call, they're like, oh, it's it on the a patient portal. Of the- Cortoid choroid plexus. plexus. That's right.
0: Thank you.
1: Um, um, I'm which very... they thought it was a meningioma and, on the scan. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's bad.
1: Um, and, um, but it turned out to be a choroid plexus and which is, nor- mostly meningiomas are found in middle-aged women. Mm-hmm. It's a common uh, brain, benign brain tumor. And choroid plexus are found in children. So, it was when they discovered it from the lab results that it was a chord plexus. I was very flattered because I had the tumor of a much younger woman.
0: Oh, that's so yeah. good. Yeah. I, I, you know. So you're really not as old as you think you are. Well, at least my tumor isn't. Yeah. You it just ha- goes
1: on and on, but Judy. Do you,
0: you ha- what do you say to the kids? Or do you say Oh, my anything? God. A chapter and do, you a- te- do you tell any friends, like... A very few, because
1: what we did was, first of all, there's a whole nother part of this. Like, that is like day one. I'm on day one right now. Are and you so, crying? No, not at is all. Is Jim crying? Nope. Because we don't know what it is. It's a mass in my brain at this When point. do
0: you finally go, go, oh my God, this is a mass. Like, when does it finally hit you, I have a brain tumor?
1: Okay um so basically I couldn't get a hold of anyone so I called my friend who I grew up in Milwaukee with and I never told you how my parents wound up in Milwaukee but suffice to say that my brilliant Jewish grandmother got a job as a professor in like Champaign Urbana School okay. of Music and he the the grandfather who was turned out to be a kind of a he strayed from my grandmother. Uh uh-huh. um, Was a professor at Marquette, and that's okay. And when you are a professor at Marquette, he you get free tuition for your kids. Okay. So um, that's how they wound up in Milwaukee. In my my that's how my parents met and settled in Milwaukee. But anyway, I grew up in Milwaukee. My friend from childhood became a neurologist. He's still my friend, from high school, and grade school, and I texted him and said can you help me out here because I have this scan I can't read it on my computer can we send it to you and you could tell because I have an appointment in May yeah. and I can't wait that long because I have some mess in my brain and I just want you to your opinion so Jim goes to FedEx sends it to John we carry on we have dinner we I order pizza because I didn't cook anything uh-huh. I didn't have any groceries I, I was dealing with this all day so my kids are like pizza you know, it's like kind of a nice night, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And they're like, what? What did we do to deserve pizza? Yeah. So I'm like, "Mom well, had a brain tumor. But I, well, actually, I'd never, heard, <laughs> I'd never heard tumor mass in my brain at this point. Yeah. Jim and I go to a premiere of a film that night. It's totally like we're both thinking about it, but we're like yeah. not thinking about it. So the next morning, I drop off the kids at school. I get home. My friend John calls me, and he's like, this is not good news. <gasps> yeah. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, he texts me a picture. He goes, I'm looking at a picture, your MRI. And he texts me a picture. And I see my skull with, appears with what appears to be an inverted pair in the middle of my brain. Okay. Quite, quite big. Right. There's pictures in the book of it. And I'm like, huh? And he's like, the tumor is compressing your brain stem, And there's, it doesn't make any sense how you're walking around. And if you were here, I would get you into the OR today. And this guy is a calm doctor poker face, you know, atheist like right. science. Sci- all science. And he yeah. was like, "God be with you." You know, I mean, it was like yeah. it was big. So Then do
0: you cry? No,
1: I panicked because I said, "John, I don't have a doctor. I can't get in until May." He loves me, so he yeah. answered me. So I, he said, "Well, you need a plan." You need to make a plan, and I said I have no plan, no plan. And I said, can you give me a plan? And usually, I don't ask people for plans; right. I make the plans. But I'm like, can you give me a plan? He goes, okay, this is what I would do, because he's a doctor. He, he's he. They don't know how hard it is to get in to see a doctor. Right, a good doctor. and here, yeah, he's a doctor there. He's yeah. yeah, but also he does. He's not a patient anywhere. He no, but he knows the inside. Right. So he said, this is what I would do. I would take your scan. I would go Google the best neurosurgery department in the city of New York and go to the ER at that hospital with, with your, your scan. scan. And they're going to pop that scan in and be like, well, I guess she's going up to the top floor to the neurosurgery department because we can't do anything here. And then they're going to admit you when they see that brain tumor. Because the, the neurosurgeons that I made appointments with were like, bring your scan to the first appointment. Oh, shut the fuck up. I would be dead, dead as a doornail. And we would not be having this lovely conversation yeah. on your podcast. So um, so anyway, that's what I did. And a series of like the Red Sea parted. I, I don't, there was no name recognition. There was nothing. I just literally some series of doors opened And I barged into the, I didn't even go to the ER. I went to the head chief of neurosurgery through a series of the ENT guy. I called him and I said, I'm not seeing those guys. You can cancel those appointments because I'm, you know, I wanted to keep him in the loop. I'm like, I'm going to the ER because I I knew I might not live, you know? So I thought he should know. And he was like, no, no, don't go to the ER. He's like, I know people at Mount Sinai. I only gave you the other place because it's close to downtown. And I, he goes, I will call Mount Sinai. So he calls Mount Sinai, but his colleague was in Florida. So she calls Mount Sinai and an assistant at Mount Sinai calls me on my cell phone and I'm in the cab right by Mount Sinai. And she goes, one of the doctors just got a thing canceled that he's going to be in the office for 45 minutes. Do you want to come O-M-G. in? O-M-G. And I walked, he didn't know my name. I walked in. He's the chief of neurosurgery, Dr. Joshua Betterson, and saved my life. Got me into surgery on Monday. Scanned. This was what day? This was Thursday. Wow. Friday was Good Friday. By the way, not Jewish, but, yes. you know, it gets. Well, uh, it's right okay. around Passover. Yeah.
0: And, and Wait, so did, so. You walk in, you show him the scan. That's the first time he sees the scan? I gave the scan to someone who took it into his office. Oh, so he saw it before you walked in the office. It was on his screen when I walked walked in the office. What was his
1: face like? Very, like, like he was just like, this is a challenge. And he's like, this is how I would deal with this. Were you with Jim? I was with Jim. And we sat down and this genius told me, how he was going to, and that he was worried about my facial nerve. And he showed. me, I felt like I was in medical school. Uh-huh. He did not talk down to me. He told me what he would do. Um, What's it, Jim we're, doing? We're just, Jim said, can you do it today? Because just see this thing, it was like an
0: alien. Oh, that's awful. And you're sitting there thinking, I have five kids. I, have I to said, get am I going to die? Yeah. And he said. And he said, I don't think you're going to die.
1: Or he said, I, you're not going to die. He said, you're not going to die. But it said it like, this is not like death that we're talking about. This is, but this is something. Like serious. Yeah. It's like, you know, it was like, but you're going to be paralyzed. But you're going to. you know, yeah. I could see that's what we were dealing with. Yeah. And, um, but all I heard was I wasn't going to die. That's right. all I heard. I was so happy. Yeah. He was like, it's your facial nerve is, is in, in jeopardy. Because it's running down the middle, and I was yeah. like, I could be a head in a jar if I'm raising my kids. Yeah, I'll be, you know, I, I'll be the mom with a paralyzed face. Yeah, I don't care. I like, have a husband already. I'm not palsy. Yeah, I'm not trying to pick up guys yeah. yet. No. Um, <laughs> so um, I was, and then when I was leaving, Leslie Schlechter, the oh, PA, sorry. yeah, um, formerly played for the Israeli basketball team. No way, Olympic. Yeah. His PA, amazing, amazing woman, woman Jewish, yeah, yeah, and um, she was like, she's the genie the, the Gaffigan, he's the Jim Gaffigan, right? So right. she's doing the schedules, and so she's like, if you, I understand if you wanted to get another opinion, and I go, what are you kidding me? Another opinion? I'm like, you know, I'm, no, I'm I have it's my love opinion. at first sight. Yes. I'm going to, I'm coming in the next day, cancel all the Good Friday. The schools are out. I'm like So Sed. it's
0: it's also that so Easter Sunday. Yeah.
1: And they it was like I had the weekend off and I went on a Monday. So on that weekend, I all I did was normal stuff. Cause Leslie told me, Don't make your will, don't go beyond a week. Don't think a week beyond. Yeah. So you're gonna go in on Monday, enjoy the weekend with your kids. Have dinner. I would have, have cried
0: th- at that point. Enjoy the weekend with your kids. Yeah. As if, like, this is your last, you know. No, she was, like, just... Just have fun and no, don't think about it. She was just, like, just enjoy
1: the moments of your life. Yes. Because if you... Because, basically, you are having this serious surgery on Monday. What are you going to do? Cry all weekend? <laughs> yes. Like, you... It's not going to do anything.
0: It's not going to I gonna have to help tell it. you that
1: even when... Jim was a little bit, like... I mean, we—it's it's, these situations where you get into like fights.
0: So I decide. Wait, did Jim take the weekend off? Yes, totally. Love you, Jim. Well, also he already had that weekend off because it was oh. Easter. Oh right.
1: But I'm telling you, for the next like three months, he canceled all his gigs. Mm-hmm. Like he was—he took care of me. Like he was—I was incapacitated. I right. was on tubes. But he got mad at me because that uh, Saturday. I locked the kids out of here and I was, I was helping the Easter bunny make all the Easter baskets. And he comes in and goes, don't you want to be spending time with your kids. I'm like, who's going to make their Easter baskets? Oh my God. Like it was like weird stuff. Like I was like, it was so important (laughs) for me to make those baskets.
0: You know, I love my liquid IV that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone. Three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know, I've been bragging about Ben, my son, Ben, who plays basketball. His team... His entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild. As you all know, have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends, or for going wild, have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Judy Gold, JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com you're welcome i had read that you got headaches and you were dizzy but you just ignored it um and then the hearing thing but you had mentioned something about a noise counseling headset
1: well the noise canceling headset that's not as uh big of a story because i've gone through the yeah no but stuff.
0: that was that one of your first things? I
1: was on a plane from London and the only way because I'm so busy because yeah. Jim did a gig and I we were, it's Christmas and so kids were on break so I was like we're all going and we're gonna go to this museum and that whatever and so it's a long flight so I was wearing the headphones and I was like I always get the bad ones where one ear doesn't work and then I went to go uh you know a kid goo off an iPad or whatever. And I came and I sat down and I put the headphones on. They were twisted. But then I realized that the good phone also didn't work. And it was my ear. So it was just one of those things that when you have a noise canceling headphone on, you can't hear from the other ear. So you realize how that you are deaf. Whereas other times you, you might be turning at parties, but you don't really notice it. So in my defense, it was the noise canceling headphones that really showed me, because you don't you really walk down the street and one of, unless you're one of those people who wears noise-canceling headphones yes. on the street. I've seen them, but it's not me. So that's how I really, that's what really showed me that my hearing was So gone. it was all, you had all these signs,
0: but you just ignored them.
1: Yes, but it was like, in my defense, I compartmentalized them. Yeah. I didn't think of them as related
0: or I would have been running into Oh, the of ER. course, I know. But I'm just, for people to, you know, like... Yeah. If you feel dizzy, like for more than one day, or you know But also be quiet enough
1: in your life and your activity to listen to yourself because deep down I must have known something was wrong. Yeah. Because for a lot of years, when I would stand up, I would see stars. And I always Uh thought, it's kinda maybe I'm not drinking enough water and all that Uh stuff. But in the back of my head, I was like, I bet other people don't see stars when they stand up. Right. Or like get the spins. You know, when they, when they, when yeah. I would like pull, lift something, I would get like kind of a, like the head rush would happen. Yeah. And I was kind of like, that's not probably not good. Yeah. And then, but then connecting the headache with the dizziness, with the head spins, with the deaf ear, it was obvious. It was like, I describe it as when you, the, the end of the usual suspects, when you, you see the whole story, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. did I not see that before? Now your surgery was nine hours. Yeah. It was actually twelve, but three of it was not in under the knife. Oh, okay. You know, the it's like to me. I always heard twelve,
0: Right. and then I saw but a person under that the was knife nine, for nine yeah. hours. You come out of it. Um, you're you're unconscious, right? You're still like after they take it out. Are are you? When's the next time you're conscious?
1: Um. Yeah. Like the next day when I woke up. But did they go out and say to Jim? Everyone was fine. so happy when I woke up I opened my eyes and before I saw anybody right because it was like everyone was in my face like the wizard of Oz mm-hmm. it was like I opened my eyes and I had the thought where you know just for a second I'm like where am I okay I'm in the hospital mm-hmm. I just had brain surgery and then I was like oh my god I'm me there's no I'm I'm exactly like I was before oh, right and the fear was what am I gonna wake up like Am I gonna have right. memories? Am I gonna come out of this? Yeah. Cause I you have to do the signature where you say yeah. you can pull the plug, you know? Wow. So
0: did did the kids know at this point or yes? So the kids, the, kids the telling
1: the kids is a chapter in the book. And it we kind of told the kids at their age-appropriate levels. Mm-hmm. And um just a, it was my oldest, eldest was the one who was like, I could see that she was like, oh, thanks a lot, mom. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: But she she was loving, but I could just tell in her eyes that yeah. she was like, I don't, I, goodbye childhood, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, she's like you. She's the eldest of five and probably, I mean, I look I at her, her in those pictures and she's, you know, I, I love following you guys on social media and she just seems like an old soul. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She always has. And she's also just really like capable.
1: She's and I rely on her because right. the next one I love him to death, my 13-year-old. Yeah. You and I have compared notes on the mom, yeah. mom, mom, mom oh, the text. I can't. Mom, 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 where's my hours. Pinch, where's the yeah. remote? Where's oh, the remote? From the other room. Like yeah. get
0: up. Yeah. Can you get me a glass? No, get your fucking ass up. Like, don't text me and don't call me from the other room to get you something. I mean, it's constant.
1: I know. It's constant. And she's just like, so I naturally gravitate towards the one who's capable. And I feel like I'm also, it's a detriment. I I also
0: learn a lot of life lessons here about letting your kids fend for themselves, especially. very important. Yeah. And parents don't do that anymore. And that's why they're always like, oh my God. So this is an experience you had as Jeannie Gaffigan with your husband, Jim. Yeah. But it's your story. And I watched tv stuff and it was i i watched the megan kelly interview yeah they bring jim out and then he tells his part uh and then like it's so to me this is the story
1: of my life i mean but here's but the it's thing so it's so fascinating a double, it's like, a double-edged short because it's like this is the whole thing though what we have to admit is that nobody would care that I had a brain tumor if I wasn't the wife of Jim Gafkin,
0: Okay, do you understand? Yeah. Yes. So
1: that's why they bring him out. Do you understand? Because they but don't I care. They
0: would be, but you'd be on like, get some other show. I'd be like, uh, she wrote a hit uh, a hit book. She wrote a bestseller about having a brain tumor, and oh, and you uh, are married and have five. And it would be, it would be. I mean, a whole I different, can't. Yeah. I can't separate. It. Like right. I can't separate my journey. Like I could say,
1: you know. I, I don't think I'd be wallowing in the obscurity. Right. Like I feel like I was on, I mean, the whole Shakespeare on the playground thing, I never met him and I had visions of producing on Broadway and whatever. Right. I'm not going to be like, Oh, I could have been something without you or I would be wallowing in obscurity because that's the way life worked is that we were together. If they want to wheel him out and say, uh, look who gave her the brain tumor. Yeah. It's comedian. Jimmy. Yeah, I don't care. Because the truth is, is that whatever, you know, God cooked up, you know, a billion years ago, Right. for some reason, Jim and I wound up together. I got the brain tumor. Maybe I only was offered to write a book because I'm Jim's wife. I don't know. I would never know that. But
0: it's, it, you know, it's also, I, I mean, I'm a lessee, so I haven't had this experience. You are? Oh, my God. I'm sorry, God. I don't know about this. Should I you, leave? So I Should have- I put some more- clothes on (laughs) so i i have had friends who have been you know diagnosed with breast cancer and like they're making a decision about whether or not they would like um a fake boob or whatever and and they say to the husband well how do you feel about it?" it's like shut the fuck up you know it's it i don't know i just get very it's very misogynistic culture I mean look, I but if Jim if I team. was in a same
1: sex couple and my wife was as famous as Jim, I'd be right. in the same situation. So right. yes, it is misogynistic, but I also think it's a fame. It is fame. It is fame ish. So but yeah. the thing is is that like I can't separate myself from Jim's success. So to me, it's not like I married some famous but guy. You're I, also
0: part of his success. Yeah, I didn't marry a famous guy. I didn't marry a famous yes. guy.
1: I, he was not famous when we got married. Of I course. have been around
0: a really, really long time. And also, I think part of the reason he's famous is because he has you. I mean, I th- I would want. I hope so. I think that uh, I hear absolutely. my voice in the very early. Oh please! Because the thing is, You're is right, that I'm wrapping it up. And also, you know I I we talk didn't to talk Genial. about the Imagine Society. Oh yes, just tell quickly. We didn't about talk about the, the Briss. Okay. I have like ice.
1: You know, I only can be on this show two times in my lifetime and no, I, I should do a series. Back. You can back. We should do uh, a series All right. Judy and Jeannie that. show.
0: We could Judge Judy. Judge Judy and Jean Judge Jeannie. Isn't there a Judge Jeannie? The judges. Yeah, you can be Janine Piero. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot, Judge Judy. <laughs> I'll be Judy Shinelin and you can be Janine Pirro. So you have this imagine society. society yes. You're uh, going to be
1: part of it, by the way. Yes,
0: and I'm going to do because it. Because our just- new thing is we are introducing
1: comedian mentors. Yeah, I would love it. And so the last event we did was at Gotham. Okay. And we got these different youth service groups of different cultures yeah. from all over the city. But they all do the same things because they better their community. So we got the you know one group who's doing the garden betterment. The other one is making a food pantry. Right. That's the similar thread between right. them. The, the others are not and we have an event where we invite these different groups and we do a show or we do some entertainment or we do a basketball tournament or whatever. And then we find a way, usually with pizza, to mix like all the 15 year olds over here, all the whatever. And then they have to come up with a solution to a social problem
0: Oh, that's awesome. And
1: they all work together. They have a team building. thing, So you get the kids who are the Muslims and all the mix that you actually is like the world. You know, because people come in in a bubble and they're like, only the kids from my church do good. Yeah. But that's not real. So it's like I came out of this this near-death experience with the world in chaos Everyone hated each other. Yeah, everyone was calling each other out. By the way, yeah. Judy Gold just called someone out. Yeah. Um and it's it's crazy. There's like just people lying. On, it's like 1984 oh, or like particu- Animal Farm. I it's know. insane. But the thing is, it's like I can't just sit there and just curse the darkness. Yeah, like there's gotta be, and A I feel like it's the kids. It is. It's the kids, and the kids well, have got to grow up and not be that.
0: I feel so bad. That we, that these fucking assholes don't care enough to leave our kids and grandkids. A world. Yeah. A world.
1: A piece. Did you see that show? Was it on HBO that's called Years and Years?
0: No, is it You have to see it. I gotta write that down.
1: Years and
0: years. You have to see it. That was just my notebook hitting the bell. Shut up! Is
1: my time up? Or am I Jewish now? I don't know. Which um, one is years which? And years? It's or called HBO? Years and Years. I think it's HBO. Okay. Somebody um, look that up for her. It's either Netflix or HBO. Years and years. It's oh.
0: Okay. Thank it's
1: you. It's so I amazing. It here. starts in 2020. How about
0: how you have like a staff and you can say look that up and they do it? Come. I know. Come over my house after. Hey everyone. You know And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, dot com slash JudyGold50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? JudyGold50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, JudyGold50 to get... 50% off. That's code judygold 50 at factormeals.com com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. All right. So two questions, last questions that I ask all my, is it about the bris? Because I no. Okay. So, but you did have a, a bris for each one of your sons. Okay. I just, can I just tell
1: this one story? And you could just divide this yeah. up into like a year-long miniseries. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I had all my babies at home. My first boy. Um, all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, in the hospital is when they circumcise the yeah. child." But Dr. Ben Kliegler was my pediatrician. Yes, Benjamin, um, who also had home births, and so I called him up and I said, "How am I going circ- to circumcise the baby? Do you do it?" He goes, "No, I'm not going to do it." He goes, "You need to get a moil." Yeah. And I said, and uh, she'll come over. And he said, I have one that I'm Jewish, but we had a bris, but she'll, she probably will do it. So I, so he sends me, uh, to interview this Moyle, And, um, she is a rabbi. she moil? She's a she moil, rabbi, Moyle pediatrician, lesbian.
0: Oh, I love her. She's a fucking idiot. Da- She's a pediatrician and a Moyle and oh my God. she's a genius
1: her name is Dr. Emily Blake I, I mean she's like a perfect guest for yeah. the show
0: oh we gotta anyway, have her yeah okay. I mean
1: so anyway so she interviewed her and she goes listen I can come over and do the circumcision but I don't just do a circumcision I would think it should be a ceremony because there's a lot in our tradition yeah. about naming the child and she goes I know that you didn't grow up Jewish but it's a very a sacred tradition, yeah. and I don't do just a—I don't come over and do a, a medical procedure. Yeah. So I here's the guidelines, you know, the kiddish cup, the whole thing. I had the, the Catholic priest. I had uh, the rabbi. I had all friends—Jewish, Catholic, right, atheists, close friends—over for a bris. And then it became this beautiful thing. And then I had my other two sons.
0: Isn't it it such a nice ceremony? It is,
1: except Jim was very... I mean, because you're in... It's a really
0: brutal... Oh, I had to leave the... uh, We had one in the synagogue and one at home. And I... You know, because I gave birth to Ben and my ex gave birth to Henry. um, And I... I remember I could I had like I had to walk out of the sanctuary. That was Jim screaming. You're yeah. Jim. Yeah. He, it's I mean, he was like, and I was just in the ear. Like that's because Jim it. has a penis, right? But how come? What about you? You don't have. I a was penis. in the back, and then I came. Did back. you see the? Because
1: did they have the machine? There's no. a machine that protects the actual penis. Oh. That so you, when you pull the foreskin, you cannot damage. Right. Um, but it's like they twist it. And
0: it's okay, like a I vice. Can. Okay. Uh, right then. And the little boys, they're that's like little like tiny. Ta- like- yeah. That's like taking a pool cue and putting it in your nipple and like twisting it. Yeah. No? I
1: and mean, the babies, they're like so. I know. They turn red. I know. It's horrible. It's uh, okay. This is what Dr. Emily Blake said. She said that through the pain of this child's life, they're going to remember that his mom and dad were there comforting him. That's i the love
0: symbol. Emily. Yeah. Emily, baby, Doctor Emily Blake. Plus, also, it heals very quickly. Now, yeah. Have you? Uh, we're very pro mental health on this show. Yeah, we ask every guest if they've ever been on any sort of antidepressants because we want to break the stigma. Um, no, but everyone else in my family is, uh, and I'm so su- I'm supporting that. That oh, thank you, because I'm on them too, which is why I'm so. Obese. Now, uh, also, it is called Kill Me Now. So I always ask, what pisses you off more than anything? Like, what makes you so fucking mad like you can't, like... Well, you know, I just
1: wrote a book about how I don't think anyone should sweat the small stuff. So I don't want to seem disingenuous. But But I am a person who inherently sweats the small stuff. Yes, And what just pisses me off more than i mean i have little quirks here and there but the the kind of the general thing is not paying attention to details yeah like i feel like 99 percent of the world does not pay attention to details that seem really obvious to me Mm -hmm. and it just infuriates me i don't i'm not mad at people but it
0: just makes me angry but it's because it's so obvious it's like if you're gonna do this These are the steps to get it done correctly. Yeah, I find that really annoying. But it's like part of my top type A. Right, it's just kind of like you can't be a producer without knowing every little. And you can't be a director without knowing every second and moment of whatever you're directing. You know, yeah, it's. But it's it's kind of
1: unfair because I think that certain people are just built that way. Because I, to me, it's well, just like can, this glaringly obvious Sorry, thing. you can
0: fucking figure it I out.
1: I also, one of the other things, kill me now, is um, when people say yep or yup to me, it just, yep. 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 I'm like, you know, Judy, did you have a nice day? Yep. yep. It's so noncommittal. I, it's like, are you angry? Mood. Yeah. I mean, is it, are you angry at me? Yeah.
0: Yup. This is what I hate. Yep and yep. I mean, what I. hate I, yep, And I hate when I, if I, um, if I wrote, if I wrote an article or if I did this and I said, oh, did you like it? Yeah, it was good. I don't like the word good. Like, I only like the word good if it applies to a person. Like, they're a good person. But not my work. It's not good. My work is fucking amazingly great. You fucking I would asshole. rather hear that
1: it was terrible than
0: good. Yeah. Good sucks. This is the other word I hate cute oh my mom hates the word cute i hate it my mom
1: raised me she was like i was like oh look cute that's so cute on you and i was like cute means short fat and (laughs) bow-legged
0: i i'm gigantic and people will be like oh that looks cute on me nothing looks cute on me nothing i'm fucking huge (laughs) fucking assholes i hate everyone (laughs) Oh, that's a cute top. No, it's not a cute top. A fucking NFL player could fit in this top. (sighs) (laughs) I might have to put this in my act. (laughs) You do cute. Cute. That's great. Oh, I saw your cute piece you did. It wasn't cute. There is nothing cute (laughs) about me.
1: (laughs) You're lying.
0: Uh, Oh, it's just so fucking. I might try that tonight. That's so good. I got a new bit, babies. All right. Can we, will you come back? Or we should do another podcast. We should, yeah. All right. Tell everyone about your book. Okay. My book. Where they can get it. It's anywhere you buy books. It's from pre order
1: right now. You can go to gdgaffigan.com and see, like, if you have no idea who I am, all my stuff is on that. Yeah. All my stuff I've done. And also, my husband, he's done a few things, too. That's, Jim. you might know him Jim.
0: from, yeah, Jeff. Name of the book? When Life Gives You Pears. When Life Gives You Pears, because tumor. the tumor was yeah. the size of a pear. October 1st, is being released. That's awesome. By my book. And where, are you doing any book events around I'm the I'm doing a book on October 1st
1: in New York. Where? At Symphony Space on the Upper West Side. That I live right across the street
0: from there. Yes. I have a ticket for you. Okay, good. That's awesome. So you're going to be on the stage. Who's interviewing you? Um, a comedian
1: named Jim Gafkin, I think. Jeff, Jim, Jim Gafkin.
0: Wait, Jim.
1: Yeah, it's called In Conversation with Jeannie Gafkin. And moderated by it. Jim
0: Gafkin. I love it. I love Symphony Space, too.
1: And we're having a little party afterwards for friends and family. But you have to get them. I'm coming.
0: I'm. Okay. I'm so proud of you. I don't know how the fuck you wrote a book with five kids.
1: I had to. I mean, you don't just kind of move on. You either wallow in self pity for like 10 years. How long did, did it take you? To write the book? Yeah. It took me like no time to write the book. Okay, I
0: gotta go jump out of the fucking window. But here's the thing: I just finished my book. I wanted to fucking kill myself. Yeah, no,
1: i have never written okay. another book again. By the way, yeah. even though I, yeah. I heard the people say that, I recovered for a year. I wrote here and there, not intention with the book. Then the you know the whole question about the book came up. I put it. I did the chronology. I put it together. Um, at the end of 2018 I got the offer and then I gave my manuscript to an editor and then 2019 has just been you know do this do that change this take this out it's too long when did you
0: hand it in the first manuscript in January of this year wow yeah I'm waiting I'm in the process of waiting to hear what I have to cut out and it's brutal is it worse than the writing part it's the worst
1: no, no, because you're going to be doing a lot more writing. Yeah, I know. You, and now it's deadlines. Now you're in deadline because you just turned in your manuscript, right? Yeah. So now you're going to get all these notes. And you're going to address all the notes, which is then going to affect later in the book, which you're going to have to rewrite. It's a very difficult, long process. And you have five kids too, right? In a way. Uh, I mean, your sons are like five, right?
0: Yeah, they're five. Well, one is five, who's going to be 24. Yeah, He's going from five to... No, 23. He's 23. No, I mean, he's equal to like several kids. Yes, I have one, yeah. And then I have the other one who's 18, six foot eight. Who's the basketball player? Ben, the younger one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I see him on Instagram all the time. You're very... I love my babies. I just love them so much. They're so amazing, right? Yeah. You're, look at your kids. They're so I adorable. I know. I, I
1: really, I'm so happy that you know that without having to be like forcibly separated. Like yeah. I'm not comparing my experience to like people right. who, at the border who had forcible right. separation. But you, I had forcible separation yeah. and I felt like I was going to die Yeah. Of, of pain, of emotional pain. Yeah.
0: It's horrible. I can't. I just admit That's our next podcast. We're right. going to solve so, all the world's problems together. Yes, let's do it. Imagine we'll have a the, Catholic um, and a Jew and a Catholic and a Jew and the Catholic and the Jew and the Catholic. Oh, God, we're getting a look. All right. We've been I getting a look you. for an hour. Have you not seen the looks for one hour? I know. I love you, Jeannie Gaff again. Thank you. You're the best. You know, you're the best. Jeannie's fucking book, you assholes. Get two. Um, one for a friend. Yeah. Get a. oh yeah, it's October. Look, we have the holidays coming up. There's a get that goddamn book, you motherfuckers. Um, and go to Jeannie Dugan Jeannie Dugan Jeannie Gaffigan you could also go to Jeannie Dugan but I have who no idea who is Jeannie Dugan I don't know but I guess someone looked Je- that up yeah Jeannie um, Gaffigan oh wait here they go JeannieGaffigan.com uh, get pre-order on Amazon which is what I am and um, just remember before you leave the house to put something cute on because that's really important and as we always say so and uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.